0: Loud. Heard it up loud. Welcome. You're now listening to "It's Just a Show" podcast. Controversial. Yo, does she really say that? No, I think she did. Entertaining, innovative, real and raw. Hold on tight. Here's your host, the one and only, the one and only, Hustle Queen Lee yo yo what's good everybody welcome to the fourth episode of it's just a show podcast this is the one and only host alicia hustle queen lee lee whatever you want to call me so sit back relax open up your mind and get ready for episode four questions Now, this episode is going to be just a tad bit different than the others because I am answering questions that you guys have specifically sent me via social media. And it's important to me that you guys know that I do appreciate you taking the time out to send me any questions that you may have. So once a month, I am going to do a special episode called Questions. And it's going to be where I'm answering at least nine to ten questions that you guys have sent me. So continue to send in your questions. Don't be afraid. Ask what you want to know. And if I feel like it's none of y'all business, I ain't going to answer. I'm just saying. But now I'm an open book and I it's not too many things that I won't talk about because I feel like this is an opportunity to open up it's an opportunity to be transparent it's also an opportunity to pour into someone else's life who may be struggling and you know maybe asking me a question maybe you know the hope that they need to know that there is a rainbow after their storm subsides so send me your questions and I'll be sure to answer them now if I don't answer your question on this particular episode don't worry I will get to it so continue to send them in and yo let's get ready hope you guys enjoy. All right. So here we go. Question number one. What is the most trifling thing you've ever done? Now, um now I've done some I've done some pretty trifling things in my life. Uh It's hard for me to decipher uh what has been the most trifling. But I can tell you what has been the most trifling thing that almost happened that didn't happen. I think that's a more. Interesting story. So I was in um I was in college and I had a crush on this guy in one of my government classes. And um, you know, he was light skinned, he had a little birthmark on his left cheek. And I just thought he was just so incredibly attractive. You know, he was quiet, kept to himself, and I just kinda kept my crush under wraps or or whatnot. So at the same time I was kicking it with this little no good nigga, somebody I should have never been entertaining, but you know you're young, you dumb, you do some stupid stuff. So, a a girl approached me via MySpace, cause you know back then we only had MySpace and Facebook. So she approached me, telling me, you know, I'm messing with her man and so on and so forth. So I'm like, what the hell? So you know me. She telling me, yo, I yeah, we need to meet up, meet me here at this day on this time, cause I'm a beat your ass and blah blah blah. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, really? So I proceeded to tell her all the things that her quote unquote man was doing to me whatever I asked him to do he did sexually, financially, so on, and so forth, because I'm like, if you're approaching me crazy let let me really break you let me really break you down so And my mom used to always tell me, she was like, you're going to get your feelings hurt a lot in life. And I'm like, why would you say that? And so she was like, because because you're honest, you you think that other people are going to be honest with you. And that's not how life works. So I was about 17 years old when she told me that. So it took me a while to completely understand that narrative because I really believe like, look, nigga, if I'm telling you, look, we're not together. It is what it is. Just tell me, to let me know. Because, hell, if you got a girlfriend, I might still want to mess with you back then. I might still want to mess with you, but let me make that decision, nigga. Don't make the decision for me. So, I go over to his house so we could talk about, you know what I'm saying, this little situation. Because I don't care who you're dealing with. She should never approach me. So, I go over to his house and we chilling on the bed. we talking about the incident. So, there was a knock on the door. And he says, come in. In walks the roommate, in walks my crush, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So I was like, hey. And so he was like, Hey, what's up? And I said, You live here? And so he was like, Yeah, my room um right next door. And I was like, Huh, <laughs> okay then. You know, I just put it in my memory bank. And so they were all smoking weed or whatnot. And so he was like, You know, you want some? And I was like, yeah. So the, the not, no good nigga I was kicking it with, he was like, nah, you ain't finna smoke no weed. I'm like, nigga, you ain't my damn daddy. I do what I want to do. So after the dude left out the room or whatnot, I, you know, the dude, the no good nigga I was kicking it with, sex was amazing. So I'm like, you know, let me just get one for the road because I'm done messing with this nigga. And so I happened to look over. I had been in his room for about an hour, but I happened to look over on the side of his bed and I see this flip flop. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because I got the same shoe at my house. But whoever chick this was, she had like a size 10, 11 foot. So I said, um, who, who, um, who white flip flop is this? So he leans over to take a look as if he don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And he was like, oh, that's, that's my shoe. I said, oh, oh, so this your shoe. And so he was like, yeah, that's my shoe. I said, so me and you wear the same shoe. That's what you're telling me. And so he was like, you know, my sister, my sister bought me um that shoe. I said, oh, I said, well, I got my flip fox on Payless. So you mean to tell me your sister went to Payless and out of all the shoes she could have purchased for you? She specifically looked at that one and said, hmm, I think my brother would like this. So that's what you're telling me. And so he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my shoe. I'm like, nigga, you're lying. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. So, you know, he was like, no, don't do it. You know, I said, I was going to give you something too. I said, but I hate liars and you have no reason to continue to lie to me. So, you know, whatever it was, you know, I left out of this house or whatnot. So I was like, hmm, the crush is right upstairs. So my intention was to go back in the house and have sex with the, with the roommate, with my crush. That was my intent. I don't know what stopped me because back then I didn't have a thought about how that was going to make me look. I didn't care. I don't know what stopped me. But that was the most trifling thing that almost happened in my life that did not happen. And even to this day, I still don't get it with men. If you're involved with somebody and you are interested in somebody else, let that person know that you're involved. And vice versa with women. Don't make that decision for the other person. Let them decide whether or not they want to be trifling or they want to be an upstanding individual. But it's not your decision to make. All right. Next up, tell us about your worst date. Believe it or not, I have never had a bad date ever in my life. And I know that's kind of hard to believe, but it's the truth. I have never had a bad date, but I have had one interesting date that surpasses all dates i've ever experienced in my life now okay i don't even know how i met this brother but um he was his big time drug dealer in miami turned youth pastor <laughs> don't ask me because i don't know we just gonna leave it at that big time drug dealer turned youth pastor so this was our first date and Um, He loves seafood, so I'm not big on seafood, but I don't mind it, and so he wanted to go to Red Lobster, so I'm like, okay, cool, so you know, we go to Red Lobster, and you know, we're just like, they're giving us the bread and our drinks or whatnot, and so he says, you know, I hope you don't mind, but I asked my cousin to come along on our date, and in my mind, I'm like, hell, this is the first date. I want to get to know you and, you know, talk to you, but... You know, it made him feel more comfortable. So I was okay with that. So I'm like, you know, that's fine. So he was like, yeah, him and his girlfriend are going to join us. Like, so it's going to be a double date. So I'm like, okay, cool. So (laughs) let me pause right there. Now, if you are inviting someone who you know has a deformity or is something special about this person that's going to cause other people to stare or it's going to, you know, it's going to be a little different. I would think you would tell the person that you on a date with. This nigga didn't tell me nothing. So what happened next was something out of a twilight zone. I couldn't believe that this was actually happening before me. So <clears throat> the way we were sitting, we could see the people coming into the restaurant. So he was like, oh, they got my cousin right there. So I look up and I see this huge lady. She was about 5'11". 385 up and down I mean just a solid 385 you feel me and I'm like damn this what she is big and I'm like but wait a minute he said his cousin was a dude I don't I don't see the dude so behind her is this guy who was about four feet 11 he looked like the dude Beetlejuice from um the Howard Stern show like his face looked almost exactly like that Then the brother had on shoes that gave him like a little height. They were like these big shoes that made him taller than what he really was. So I couldn't even imagine the brother without the shoes on. And I'm like, this has to be the oddest couple I have ever seen in my life. So the girl sit down. Then she asked for a booster seat for her dude. So mind you, I'm young. I'm, I'm hella young. So I'm not the most mature person at this time. It's taking everything in me, not the burst out laughing. I'm I'm literally holding my laughter in so hard that I'm shaking at this at this point. So she asked for a booster seat. Not only do she ask for a booster seat, she picks the nigga up and sits him in the booster seat. I excuse myself. I said I'll be right back. Um, I have to go to the restroom. I went to the restroom, I let out the hardest laughter, loudest laughter. I mean, I'm surprised they did not hear me in the restaurant. It was like something out of the Twilight Zone. This girl ate about everything on the menu and then her and the dude trying to come up with an excuse how they can get the damn um, dinner for free. I'm like, what is going on here? I was embarrassed. I couldn't believe it. She was like wiping his mouth. I'm like, this ain't no damn child. He's small, but this is a, this is a man. Y'all, this was the weirdest date I had ever been on in my life. And she had a laugh that was so, her laugh made me uncomfortable. It was just, it wasn't bad. (laughs) It wasn't a bad date. It was just like, I cannot believe this is unfolding before my face. Like it was the weirdest thing in the world. In the world I'm my like, nigga how you not tell me what's about to happen who I'm about to be looking at you should have told me and he did not needless to say that was our first and last date because I just could not <sighs> y'all I just couldn't it was um it was a mess it, 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 it was a mess but it I would never forget it I would never forget it for as long as I live long as I live all right next up is who is your celebrity crush well sis I got more than one okay um, Wanye Morris of Boys to Men. I have had a crush on him since I was about four or five years old. Next up on the list was, um, Avant, the singer Avant. I absolutely adore him. He has been in my life since about the sixth grade. I have loved him ever since next up is plies plies has been a part of my life since 2008 that's when i fell in love with him and ball greasy i fell in love with him i believe in 2016 so as you can see i'm very loyal to my crushes i remember the exact moment i fell in love with them because they just mean so much to me like it's really not a game i legit you know love these men and and you know what's so weird though they kind of represent the kind of dudes that i like in real life like it's i love someone who's intelligent sense of humor sexy i love musically inclined men uh or you know creative men artsy men um and men that have a little edge on them you know too i I really like that but those are my celebrity crushes and if i ever meet them just know this whatever story you hear about me in that moment is the absolute truth whatever they say i did to them try to do to them it's the god honest truth because i'm gonna shoot my shot when i when i get the now Oh, I think why married so I, I am definitely a mature woman I'm not gonna mess with a married man so he kind of like I can't mess with him I can only fantasize but everybody else oh they can get it trust and believe they can get all of it um okay next up is do you regret anything you've done in life uh I don't regret anything that I've done in life of course as you grow and mature you know, I recognize that there are some things that I wish I could have done differently, but I definitely do not regret. I'm not going to go too much into this question because it kind of coincides with another question that was asked and I'll go in further explanation about it. But I do not regret anything in life. Now, I do have like this moral compass and there are some things on there that I said I would never, ever do. You couldn't pay me to do. Well, unfortunately, as life goes on as it will um there were two things on my list that i said i would never do that i definitely that i have done and so i'm going to talk about one of them a little later because it like i said it coincides with another question so i'm, I'm going to answer that so this next one is not really a question um if you listen to all of my podcast episodes i talked about how a lot of people know me from uh the church realm like they know me from church they know me from all of that stuff like that and you know everyone have their own opinions uh, about my life Uh, or you know that's perfectly fine I don't I don't mind it and I don't I don't even mind you asking questions I don't even mind you making certain statements so this is kind of like a a a statement that someone made um and they said that um they did not know that it was going to be profanity on my podcast and they were expecting more of me Well, what I have to say to that is I am not responsible for any pedestal that you put me on. And I would say, do yourself a favor and take me off. Whatever thing you have imagined about me, destroy it. You know, I'm human. I ain't trying to please you or anyone else. Believe that. And if you don't like what you hear, you don't have to listen. This is optional. This is not mandatory. You don't have to listen to anything that I say. You don't have to approve of anything that I say. As long as I'm being real to me and as long as I'm making a difference in the people who are listening and those that want to know more about You know me as a person in my past Not that I glorify it, but it really has shaped me into the person I am today because I've done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. I've been a part of a lot of things and not all of those things have been healthy and not all of those things have been righteous, but they have been beneficial because I can express myself and i could you know warn people hey if you make this decision know that there are going to be consequences and one of the issues that i have with a lot of church folk is that they act like that they they forgot what they were like when they were young, they forgot the beds that they were sleeping in. They forgot the the hoish ways it, they act like it just did not exist in their world. And that's not true. And that's why you have so many young people who don't want to be a part of any type of ministry because it's it's not even a real depiction of what's going on. Yes, I understand I am a firm believer in God and Jesus Christ, all of that. That's just that those are my personal beliefs. Now, no one else has to agree with that or believe in that. But that's that's what I believe. And I believe that transparency and honesty because if we want to go deep the bible says love and kindness have i drawn thee unto me not judgment not looking at someone through the eyes of their past but really understanding that god is love and if you are a believer it's okay to voice your disappointment there's nothing wrong with that But like i said just know that it's optional and if you would take the same disappointment that you have and go to your leader and express yourself about the injustices that you know that goes on within the black church, then maybe we can, you know, rise up and really talk about the thing and the abuse, the the emotional abuse, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, the financial abuse that take place almost every day within the body of Christ when it comes, not that it only happens in black churches, but that's the only um experience that i can talk about and it and it goes on so i'm gonna do a whole nother episode about that because a lot of that that's really what really started me on my path of this thing of freedom and this thing of really um just being one with myself and understanding who i am as a person and not living up to anyone else's standards other than my own so i appreciate you saying what you said but like i said you don't have to listen boo and you know what i'm saying god bless you all right. Now that we got that out of the way, next up on the list is, what would you tell your fifteen-year-old self today? Um, there was a question that was asked about this. I don't know if anyone, um, who listens to my podcast listens to this podcast called Black Girl Podcast. If you if you haven't listened to it, it is a great podcast. I encourage all my black women to listen to it black men you can listen to it too that's your thing um but it's it's an amazing podcast and they asked a question about what would you tell your your seven-year-old self and I said I would tell my seven-year-old self to think less feel more and that's exactly what I would tell my 15-year-old self because just me as a person I analyze everything everything that I watch everything that someone tells me I could be listening to someone and as they're telling the story, it's becoming like a a vision in my mind and I'm analyzing it. That's why I could, I could call out BS from a mile away. However, the detriment in that is because sometimes I can get so caught up with analyzing the story, analyzing the movie, the TV show. I really don't allow it to. Affect me emotionally and I do that with people as well in relationships and that's not always the most healthiest way to develop or to cultivate a relationship whether it's a romantic relationship or um A platonic relationship, but it's something that I do and I'm very aware of it So I intentionally I always try to figure out how do I feel about something first? So someone may say well, you know, how, how, how you doing today? And before I say, oh, I'm doing good, oh, I'm, 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 I'm doing great, I, I pause. And I really, you know, how am I doing? Because I don't want to live in that just saying things haphazardly. If it's not the best day for me, I just say it's not. It's not, it's not the best day. I never say I'm having a bad day because I think the only people who have bad days are people who are dead. And God loved them so much, they don't even know they're dead and they're they having a bad day. That's just how I choose to look at stuff. I just choose to look at everything, half full. I try to always maintain a positive outlook, but I do understand that I analyze everything so it causes me I live in my head I always tell people that I live in my head I was asked and I did this questionnaire thing and it asked what is your safest place or where's your safe place and I said in my head because I live there and it's not always a good thing so I'm learning to feel more even when I know how I feel I don't always allow myself to go through the process of living out that emotion so if I'm hurt I can say I'm hurt but I can quickly dismiss it and I don't allow myself to effectively feel and embrace that hurt to go through that and it's not healthy because I can dismiss and turn something off with the quickness and I never experienced that emotion. So when I so now that I'm opening up myself to feel all of these things at some times there have been, you know, I've been overwhelmed. It's been a lot. I remember one day I felt like I've never really dealt with depression like that, but it was one day I just felt like this. I felt so depressed and I didn't under, understand why I didn't know why I was feeling that way. And I was talking to one of my homegirls about it and, you know, just like I just can't imagine people feeling like this on a consistent basis because you have no control over it. You don't even know why you feel that way. You don't know what's going on with you. And I'm like, this is scary, but it's necessary to go through those different types of emotions so I can effectively feel those so that when I talk to people or, you know, minister to people, I'm coming from a sincere place. I'm coming from a real and transparent place because I've allowed myself to feel those things. So that's why I say uh think less, feel more, because I think I really believe that I have thought myself out of some great opportunities um with when it comes to people or just opportunities in general, because I thought too much about it, and I psyched my own self out of doing something, so that's for me um think think less feel more that that's what I would do all right. <laughs> this next person that asked this that she personally asked to remain anonymous, which is cool. um I had some people that was like, Hey, you you answered one of my questions, but you didn't shout me out, and so I always tell people if you want me to say your name.' your, your social media handle, you got to give me permission to do it. Cause I, I believe in protecting people's privacy. So you have to let me know that it's okay to, you know what I'm saying? To say your name, but this chick say, Hey, don't say my name, boo. This ain't destiny child. Don't say my name. So I ain't gonna say your name sis. Um, but she wanted to know, um, do I believe that you can have sex with the friend and that person just remains a friend? <clears throat> Excuse me y'all. Well, and that person just remain a friend. Um, so this one, I say this kind of ties in with the other question about, do I regret anything? And for me, I experienced this where I began to have a sexual relationship with someone that I consider a friend of mine. And <clears throat> he and I should have never had sex, period. Um, you know, they always say hindsight 2020. 20, we never should have overstep that boundary with one another but we did and the reason why the reason why that affected me so much is because he was married and that was something that i said i would never ever do in my life i would never ever deal with a married man and my friend was married now we were only 19 um he got married before he came off to college but it doesn't matter. He was still married. And so we had planned it. We knew when it was going to happen. All of that good stuff. And so my friends, like, when I was feeling so bad. Like, I felt so bad about myself. And my friends were like, well, Lee, man, y'all only 19. Him and his wife, they ain't even together no more. They separated. I mean, they were making up every excuse under the sun for me to feel some type of relief for the decision that I made and I've all one thing I really do admire about myself I've always been the type of person I don't give myself a pass and I don't allow myself to justify when I have done some jacked up mess you know I take full responsibility for whatever decision that I have made that you know resulted in some type of consequence and so it it definitely shifted the dynamic of our relationship. We wasn't as close as we were. And I really, um, I really admire and I really appreciated our friendship. Um, for me, sex did mess that up. Um, it wasn't worth it. Like I said, we were still cool, we were still friends, but our dynamic was totally different. Um now some people do have the ability to just have sex with people and it's nothing. And that's how we were. Like I I wasn't I didn't wanna be with him. I, uh, I don't believe he wanted to be with me either. It was just a sex thing, and with him, it. W- I wasn't even like that attracted to him. I was more curious, and I am one curious behind person, and it still get me in trouble today. But I'm I'm so curious about stuff. That's that's how that happened. You know what I'm saying? That's just how that happened. But I would say to you, what is your motivation for wanting to sleep with your friend? You know, wanting to have sex with him? Is it because you find him attractive? Do you believe that there is something there that you can have with him? So I think finding out. What's motivating you to want to do that? And if you've already, you know, if, you, if y'all have already crossed that line, it's like, what are you expecting when y'all get done, you know, fulfilling that desire that you have, y'all going to go back to just being cool. So I think, I, I believe it can happen, but do I believe the dynamic of your relationship will change? I do believe that as well, because for the most part, a lot of women cannot deal with that. A lot of women cannot handle, you know, you having sex with somebody. Nine times out of 10, someone is going to catch feelings. Someone is going to catch feelings. And my homies would always tell me, like, I'm like a nigga because I can sleep with you for months and I don't want you like that. It's just sex. So some of us do have that ability. I'm not promoting that, but what I am saying is, you know what I'm saying? Just find your motivation for wanting to be with him you know what i'm saying in in that way so like i said for me the whole thing was that my friend was married and that really played on my mind um because i couldn't believe i did that even when i was doing it i wasn't even conscious of the fact that he was married i knew he was married but in that moment i'm like we kid we 19 who really thinking about somebody being married I, i wasn't you know what i'm saying but it was like i man i went to church it happened twice, it happened on a Friday night, a Saturday night, man, that next day I went to church, I didn't even wait for them to do no altar call, I walked up there crying, not, I was so disappointed in myself for doing that, and I was like, I would never, oh God, I was, I was just in a bad place, because I couldn't believe I did that, because that was something I promised, it was a value I held close, and I, it was just, it was just bad. So I don't regret dis de- I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I just really wish that I would have thought more about telling him. Yes, I, w- I wish I would have thought more about the decision that I was making and the effect, the long term effect um, that it would have on our relationship because it wasn't worth it in the end. It wasn't worth it at all. All right. Up next is as a young black woman, how do you plan on using your platform to help push forward the culture? I really like that question. And so for me, I kind of like live in this place of my, I have a desire to provoke, propel and push everyone that I come in contact with. Um, because everyone has a dream. Everyone has been called to do a specific thing. And we live in a society sometimes that you know, would tell you you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have the funds to make it happen. So on and so forth, so many excuses, but I, I just personally believe that if you have a vision for yourself, it doesn't even have to be so clear. But if you know, this is what I want to do, this is how I choose to impact certain things. And um, the person that sent me that question um, is someone that, that, that follows me on social media and, uh, we had a conversation, you know, before, and you know, she was just like, you know, do you ever get mad? Because I follow you and it just seemed like you're so pure. I said, well, I, I ain't so pure. I'm not perfect by a long shot. There are just certain things I just choose not to promote on social media. I choose to uplift rather than tear down. Um, I choose to, you know, I will post little things from here and there. But my, my whole objective with social media is to show my talent with the world you know, and by doing that, you know, praying that I have a, a, a lasting effect on people and those that have come in contact with me. So as far as when it comes to pushing the culture forward, I know a lot of people make that statement and I'm not really sure what people mean when they ask that, how are you going to push the culture forward? Um, I could only talk about, you know, what my dream and my vision is. I am a creative, so I love writing. I love creating. I love Uh, film. I love TV. I love movies. I love poetry. I love music. So anything that I could do to help someone in those areas, um, propel and reach their goal. That's what I'm going to do. I also am an advocate for literacy, especially literacy in the black community. So I'm, I'm always talking about books, what books I'm reading. I am an avid reader and I encourage you, if you have kids, if you have younger siblings, hell, even yourself, read Learn about your culture, learn about your history, learn about your past, learn about, you know, what has happened. How have we as a people elevated and, and, and just changed the game in every aspect of media and every aspect of entrepreneurship right now? Black women are the leading um, population when it comes to entrepreneurs and, you know, uh businesses. So it is it is an amazing time. So as long as I just keep uplifting, as long as I just keep elevating myself as a person, I believe that's how I'm going to make a, a direct effect on pushing um the culture forward. So that's 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 really um that's really what I believe. Um next question is how many books have you written? Um I have written four books. Um this is a shameless not any shameless, this is a plug, you feel me? I have written four books. I have written two poetry books and two novels. If you follow me follow me on instagram at hustle queen lee and click the link in my bio and everything that i have done every video every podcast episode every book that i've written it's all in there in the links just click and it will take you to wherever you are trying to go to get more information um about me the podcast of course is the newest um avenue is is the newest uh form of of creation that i am taking right now so yeah man um i'm i'm in the process of writing this short story let me tell y'all man it is amazing. It's like a movie. I got to, I got to create a movie for this because the, the, the story is that powerful is that is so much is drama is it's amazing. So I've been doing that and I want to thank you guys for rocking with me, um, uh, for as long as you have been, you know, I took a little break cause I have been hella busy with a lot of the things that I'm doing, but you can look forward to getting these episodes every Thursday. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone who took the time. If I did not get to your question, I'll be doing another one of these where I will be answering the question that you guys have sent. And one thing I want you to know about me, I am approachable. You can message me. You can, if you see me out in the streets of, you know, uh, I'm in Florida. So if you see me in the Brandon area, Tampa area, Valrico, Riverview, you can approach me. I will talk to you. I'm not, I'm not going to bite. I'm not mean you know, I don't have an attitude or anything like that. And it's crazy because the way that people look at me, I have not quite yet. Um, I don't understand it. Like, you know, I, I had this person, it was her birthday on my timeline on, on Instagram. And I saw, and I told her happy birthday and she freaked out that I told her happy birthday. And I'm like, you know, wow, people really like, wow, you know, I'm Alicia, I'm, I'm Lee, you know what I'm saying? So, but looking at how other people view me, it's, it's it's very interesting to say the least but um i i would i just want to thank everybody for um your continued support thank you for everyone who um who dm me who messaged me who emailed me to let me know the impact that the podcast is making in your life i appreciate it because that's that's the overall goal of mine is to encourage is to uplift is to show you that you could do whatever you want to do you can make whatever type of content you want to make as long as you stay true to you you will be making uh, a impact in the lives of those who you desire to reach so if anything in this podcast episode has touched you make sure that you share it make sure that you give me a feedback make sure that you follow me on instagram and twitter at hustle queen lee um Share this with your your homies, your lovers, and your friends. Even those you don't like, but you know they need to hear it. Make sure you share it. And like I always say, keep your peace. Maintain your peace. Until next time. One.